and sunshine, rocking the good time with all our friends. Easy and carefree, out in the summer breeze, loving a simple thanks for hours on end. Right about sundown, we lay on the ground, count on the stars as they come out one at a time. Ain't this a sweet life? Hey everybody, I'm X Factor winner Tate Stevens, and welcome to the Sweet Life Podcast, where we talk about everything from music, sports, food, entertainment, and, well, just living the sweet life. Hey everybody, Tate Stevens here with another Sweet Life Podcast. Today, uh, AJ, uh, we're in a we're in a different place. This isn't the basement. Right. We're out of the basement. We got out of the basement. So uh, today we are here at uh, West Peculiar uh, in in our my hometown um, at the fire station. We're going to talk about first responders and and how important they are and and their lives as as they live them and as we kind of know them or what we think we know of firemen, EMT, paramedic guys, right? And women. Uh, so, because we are politically correct, we don't leave anybody out, you know, um, unless you identify as something else that I don't know. And I, you know, then good for you. We'll just, we'll leave it there. But anyway, so I have with me today Fire Chief uh, Bobby Sperry. So, now listen, Bobby and I go back uh, several years, probably what, 20, at least 20, anyway, right? Yeah, every at, bit of that. At least 20 years. Um, he worked at Belton. Uh, and and I, when I worked at Belton, when I worked for the city, he worked for the city also in the fire department there. Um, so we're going to start with Bobby. And uh, we used to coach Little League football together. Uh, had a good time doing that. Bobby, when you started... When you started at the city, because you were in the you were a street department yep, before public you became, works. Yeah, you were public works before you right. went to fire. Right. Um, and what what was it? Honestly, what was it that you said? You know, I don't like doing asphalt work and concrete work anymore. Uh, working for Jim, I want to I want to go. I want to be a fireman. What what set that off? So, um, well, you hit a lot of it right off the bat. So I started out in public works. It was a good job. It had benefits. I'd been in construction, no benefits, no right. sick leave. I'd rodeoed. That's right. The rodeo with no insurance is always a bad thing. You're going to find out. Um, I got into public works. It was a good deal. But eventually you start looking at money and realizing you're not going to make a lot of money doing that. Yep. And uh, I'd actually uh, applied and got accepted to the Missouri State Highway Patrol. And a wow. couple of months before I uh, was to report to the academy, I got engaged and had a kid on the way and decided mm-hmm. I don't want to be a policeman. That's probably not a good idea for me. So the, the fire service seemed I'm gonna, like a, I'm gonna I'm gonna interject real quick. I I will say I don't know that you would have made it as a police officer very long. I don't think I should have had a gun. Okay, let's just be honest with you, right? Exactly, I mean, exactly. I I deal with the voices in my head well, but sooner or later I'm gonna listen to the wrong voice Absolutely. and bad things. So I, I I passed on that, and the fire service was a good option. I had some connections in the city, and so uh-huh. I went to. School to be an EMT, uh, and then transferred to the fire department, went to the fire academy. Now, so they, they sent, Belton sent you through the fire academy, so you got your fire one and two. And my paramedic while working there. Oh, okay. So, so I went in as an EMT. Okay, so you had your EMT before you went to Yes, to I, the did, fire. I did that in night okay. school. So. Okay, all right. And now how long, how long is fire school? Uh, I went to a fire academy that was about three to four months long. We went every day, eight hours a day. Right. Uh, um, Trained every day in the towers. It was a great opportunity. And, you know, a 20-something kid, I thought, oh, wow. Wow. You know, talk about uh, not wanting to grow up. Big trucks, big toys. Yeah. 
cool yeah. things, lights and sirens. It was a dream. So when you, so in the in the academy, and, and so we'll we'll kind of get a little bit in, into the academy also because a lot of people now we see firemen, big trucks, like you said, big trucks, right. big, big sirens, horns, lights everywhere, going crazy. You jump out in some sort of crazy Batman suit. You right. know what I mean? You bet. And and you're fighting a fire, or you're working a wreck, or you're working a, a, a collapse, whatever it is, whatever you know uh, that you're you're there to do. We see that. That's what the, right. the the public, the general public, see firemen that way, and and, and the EMT, and, and you know we see you in the ambulance, we see the paramedics jump out of the ambulance, whatever, uh, and, and helping people. So, take me through fire school, and so you when you go through your fire one and two, obviously they train you how to work pumper trucks or how to work uh, hose, you know hoses. I know that sounds a little weird, but to <laughs> no, say, but you know honestly, because if you you pick up a two inch charged hose. It's a little different than what you might think. You know, even yeah, a two-inch hose is. It's, is it's a, not like it, like it looks on TV. Right. So, uh, fire academy really starts out with the most. You start out for me. We did classroom work during the day, mm -hmm. um, mid morning. We started our morning with workouts. Right. There's the irony in it. Forty guys. Mm -hmm. First thing in the morning doing Tybo, because that at the time was <laughs> I'm not dating myself, but um, Tybo was. An end thing. So there's 40 firemen lined up trying to do Tybo, right? Billy Blanks That's is out right. there. You're out there. That's right. Three different ones. Beginner, intermediate, yeah. advanced. We started with beginner the first day. Guys are kicking. You guys next to them. Guys are falling down. I thought we were going to lose half the class to injuries, you know. Oh. And then it's, but that's you did Tybo. By the end of the show, we could have put on a promotional video with Billy. We were right. synchronized. Right. But you did Tybo. You ran. Then you did uh, classwork through the morning, and you got in the towers in the afternoon. You learned fire skills, fire hoses, pressures. Uh, it's the basics of what we do on on firefighting, and and then after you graduate, you move on to things like how to drive fire trucks. All that comes later. Each step right. of your career is kind of laid out for you. There's a history and a okay, path so, to follow. Right. And so let's uh, let's say I'm in I'm in the academy. I come out. I'm a greenhorn. I go to I go to the shop. I'm here. I roll in my first day. At school, obviously, you know you you kind of you get you, you have the basics right coming out of the academy. But when you get to a fire station it's it's really that's when the real work and the real the the schooling starts am i correct or yeah well here's day one of the fire station you go to the fire academy and you think you're really cool because you did well in the academy you graduated and you've been fighting fire every day and you think you know something and you walk in the first day and the first thing they tell you is you went to the academy to learn how to pass a test to get your certification now shut up and listen right because everything you learn about firefighting comes from the guys you work with the academy is right uh it's just not the same so you what you learn, you get to the, the academy, get you in the door, and then you go into the fire station thinking, I'm going to be a hero. And what you find out very quickly is you are a dishwasher, a toilet cleaner, a floor mopper, a truck waxer. Right, right. You're doing all the good ones. Yeah, that's it. I mean, it, what you see is an hour of our day on TV. The other 23 hours is spent doing all yeah. the stuff that nobody wants to talk about. Right, and so that's going to lead us in right into firehouse living all right so as a day at normal and obviously everywhere is different big cities are going to be different than than where we are with a population of under five thousand. so a typical day here a typical day here at this firehouse and then we'll do like a belton because it's not it's bigger but not that much yeah, bigger so no and so their their day starts out in the morning they got truck checks to do get their gear on the truck um really the most important part of the day 
is the first thing in the morning because that's when we cook breakfast and decide what's for breakfast. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, if breakfast isn't a gourmet meal, right. if you have a bad breakfast, everything goes downhill. You're here 24 hours. Uh, everybody has a job to do that day with checking trucks. You talked about the relationship. It's a family. Mm -hmm. You spend a third of your life with yeah. them. Yep. Um, you have the same squabbles, the same fights. I can tell you as a fire chief, it's like having kids. Yeah, they'll take up for each other, but they don't really like each other. And they spend time. <laughs> I mean, the things that I get into around here are just like having kids. Or right. think about your brother and sister. You do anything for them, but you most days you'd like to shut their head in the door. Yep. The fire station's very similar. They can find things to fight over, like bottles of ketchup or right, right. where's the remote. I mean, you can't even begin to, to imagine the kind of things that can be an argument in a fire station. Right. So so typical day, we get up, have breakfast, or we come in. Let's say right. we're on shift. Like seven o'clock. You so get here at seven. Seven, seven o'clock, bam, you're in. It's your turn. So those guys that may be backing that truck back in because they just ran a call, they're gone. If That's the right. bell rings again... It's yours. It's yours. So you, you figure out breakfast, and then you... you Get I, I your mean, gear on the truck. Make sure your truck's got water on it and the basic things. Move on to breakfast. Throughout the morning, you have truck checks. We have weekly, monthlies, everything right. from tire pressures. You have ambulance checks throughout the morning that they work on. Um, they got training every day. You right. know, they got to maintain fire certifications, and medical that's, it's certifications. It's, it's, it's an endless training process for firemen, right? Never ends. Mm -hmm. I, I've had this 30 years almost, and I still take classes and still having to yeah. to adopt and, to and, the... And, and because it is ever-changing, everything we know out, out in the world changes. So uh, with vehicles, obviously you can't just pour water on something. Because sometimes that doesn't no, that, that doesn't, doesn't put work. out a fire. That's right. You know, you have different chemicals, or you know, I mean, look at fire extinguishers. There's they're rated for you have uh, paper or you right. know plastic thing or you know whatever. Flammable so liquid. Yeah, and so now if if you guys get into something because uh, this is a smaller station, you know, uh, right. and, and smaller community, we don't have some of the big buildings um, that you know we have. What we have, Price Chopper. Here in town, we have the gas stations and right. stuff like that. And schools, obviously, they're giant. But right. so let's say, God forbid, you get a big a big fire or a big emergency at one of those places. You have to have all hands on on deck for, for that, and you have to call back up if you need certain things, right? So like ladder trucks. We don't have a ladder truck here, right? Correct. So, but is that something that Peculiar needs to have? No, not really. Um, we have what? Automatic aid and mutual aid. Okay. Automatic aid is a predetermined aid that comes from the cities around us. I have automatic aid with Belton that's pre-agreed. If they get a fire, they call for us. We send our engine. If I get a fire, they send me an engine. Um, mutual aid is something where after you get to the fire, if you need more, you can call. And that can be from anything from an aerial truck. If you're in the big city, it's aerial trucks. Right. Out here, it's water tankers. We get out suburbs, suburban, right. rural. I don't have water, so we call for tanker trucks. We'll have six or seven of them stacked up. Yep. So you're calling mutual aid from all the cities. One house fire around here will have six to seven departments on the fire guy. You're Kansas City Fire. You don't do that. But yeah, right, Once you get right. down here, well, it's, well it, every 500 feet you have a, a hydrant too. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly there. right. Here, yeah, and enough firefighters that everybody twiddles their fingers. And here yeah. it's just not like that. I had a fire last week, and I think I had eight departments or seven different departments on scene. Four chiefs. You got to have the resources. You got to get people there. And right. And so, so you think that's is that is that the biggest deterrent for for or not deterrent is that the biggest struggle for a small 
uh, a small uh, station? Yeah, Just- it's number of people. So my guys know that when they get to a fire, until they get a certain number of people in the fire ground, they can't go inside. Right. Okay. Now, if there's somebody trapped inside life safety, we'll just go get them. You right. Know? But if there's nobody inside, then they have to have a certain amount of people there before they go in. Because if, God forbid, something goes bad inside, right. I need people there to help rescue. I need personnel. Right. So in the rural, we really have to wait for to stack up some people before we get too far in. Right. And in 30-plus years of being a fireman, mm-hmm. uh, whether whether you were you know uh, carrying an axe, punching holes in roofs, or or you're standing on the thing talking on the horn to right. people. Um, what is what is the probably the worst? Give me the worst thing that you have have the worst fire and and dam as far as structure and damage and and all that that you had to work. Uh, you know, we do a lot of residential. Probably the worst fire as a fireman I ever dealt with, and I worked in Belton. Mm-hmm. Belton spent about five months building the Texas Roadhouse. It's a big deal. We had a live twenty four hour webcam. Shining to, the city was that excited. The mayor called me every day to talk to me about Texas Roadhouse. It's a big event. We're we're within a week or two of getting this. You see him laughing because he knows, you know. Oh, yeah. We're within a couple weeks of opening this Texas Roadhouse. At the time, I'm the fire marshal, so I'm out there every day. We had actually had a sprinkler system installed it, put water in it. Right. But they didn't have the furnaces on, so they drained the water back out because it wasn't open. And I'm laying in bed about 1 in the morning and get a phone call and said, hey, we need you up in Belton, Texas Roadhouse is burning. That's not fun. No. I mean, that that's not a joke. No, that's Somebody not. said, we're not joking. And I literally got in my vehicle here, and it's five, six miles. And by the time I hit the exit, I could see flames. We had flames almost as high as the water tower at one yeah. point up there in Belton next that's- to it. <laughs> That was a long night. I remember. So I, everybody was excited. Everybody. Dude, the whole, te- everybody in Cass County man. thought we were going to be. They had yeah. live webcams of this, I, which was great when I did the fire investigation. Yeah. I had it all on video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah, this, I remember it burning down, and then it took another nine months to build the. the to build it over. To build it over again. Um, and and uh, we went in after it opened. You know, uh, we went in, and, and uh, the owner. Um, right. he was in there, he was walking around and, yep. and everything. It's, I think we were, it was the first week or two they were open. He'd, he'd been there a lot. You know, he greets me and he kind of looks at me funny and, you know, I'm like, how's it going? You know, and just as a normal patron would do, you know, I'm like, eh, how are you doing? I just want the rolls, dude. They're great. So, uh, we get set at our table. Well, then he comes up and he says, Hey, I want I want to show you something. And I look around like. Oh, okay. Like, what What are you going to show me? I saw the menu. I know what I want, you know? And then he pointed to the wall and he was like, you see anybody, you know, on that wall. And at first, at first I didn't, I, I mean, I'm not very smart, Bobby. I look, I look over there. <laughs> I look over there at the wall and I'm like, well, it looks like Carrie nation over there with her hatchet, <laughs> Harry, Harry, Truman? Harry Truman and all these people. I'm like, Jesse hey, James. Yeah. I'm looking, I'm looking and Kate around. Stevens. Yeah. And I'm sitting there and I'm looking and I'm like, yeah, there's Carrie nation. She asked, she was a big deal here. And there's oh Harry Truman. That's yeah. 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 And I'm like, and then he was like, no, look at the guy looking in the door. And I looked and it didn't hit me. And I'm like, Oh my God, why would you ruin your wall, dude? <laughs> why would you do that? But it was cool. That was, that was really, that was really an awesome thing. And, and he said, no, you're a famous Missourian and you're from here. And, and we figured why not, why not put it up it in right there? Under the water tower. Yeah. Right. And he goes, he goes, I had to stare at this water tower with your name on it, <laughs> for, it. for over I a year and a half. So he's like, I figure I'm going to put your name on or put your face on the wall. So yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, okay. So that's, you think that would probably be the, the so, biggest damage. I mean, that was the one they had 
They were going to put the parking lot in like two days later. That had a gravel parking lot we'd been driving on. They scraped all the gravel out that day. So the night of that fire, we were walking in mud. Soup. Because we, as soon as the water hit the ground, I mean, we put four or 500,000 gallons of water. We waited in mud. It was miserable all night. That, um, that fire, given the politics of my cell phone, the mayor, the news media, right? the, the work, there was no way to put it out, was, was probably the... As a fireman, one of the hardest things I ever did. <laughs> uh, here at Peculiar, um, January 5th of last year, we were all sitting around here in the station. Uh, uh, we were getting ready to have ham sandwiches. John will talk about it some. And uh, I had hired a guy who worked part-time for me named Chuck Corman. Yep. Worked at South Metro, worked part-time for me. We had a long talk. He liked the environment and the guys he worked with, so he came to work for us. I'd had him about five or six weeks. He'd been here years part-time. We caught a structure fire in a residential laundry room right out there to put it out. Um, and, of course, anybody that knows anything about us knows it didn't go well for us. We ended up with the floor collapse very right. early. Yep. And he went through the floor and we lost him. Right. This is a guy you're, you were just talking to by the truck or you just had lunch with. Right. You just, yeah. That one, that just takes the wind out of you. I mean, uh, you just absolutely. don't even know how to go on. You got to make notifications to the family. You got to. Uh, I've been on big fires and you go home and you're sore and you're tired and you take some Advil and you, yeah, that one changes everything. Absolutely. Everything, anybody involved in that, whether it's the chief, the captain or the screws mm -hmm. never looks at the fire department the same again. Everything changes Yeah, I when bet. that happens. Cause you just think firemen die in fires every day, Yeah, but not my fire. Yeah. Not here, not in peculiar Missouri. Right. This is peculiar yeah. Missouri. That can, yeah. Not in a 900 square foot house. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, that one was the probably the hardest one. It's the one that never goes away. You right. refight that fire in your head. Forever. Forever. Yeah, you just can't beat it. Right, so, uh, absolutely. You know, that's the good and the bad of the job. I love this job. It's You're a great right. job. Now, so let's let's uh, let's talk about some more good, um, which is food. Mm. And, and uh, I'm, I'm very aware of food because I don't miss many meals, right? I so know that, I, 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 <laughs> I, I, I appreciate I, that. <laughs> and so it's it's been known, and, and I, I, we, we talked a little bit earlier about uh, there was a fireman competition that I think Guy Fieri had on, on TV with firehouses, and because they're known for having great cooks and great food. Like, food do you go spend 60 to to $100 a plate on? And you guys get to eat that. On, a, on kind of a regular basis, if your cooks are good, obviously you might run through several cooks here and there to learn, oh, I can cook. No, you can't. You got to go. Yeah. So, so um, you know, it, it's it's talk about that because it is important. It is important because you are a family. It is important to have those meals when you can. Uh, when I came in the other day, uh, they were getting ready to have breakfast, and then yeah, they Yeah, they didn't weren't. work out so well, weren't they? <laughs> it didn't so, work out so good. So, like, eating in the firehouse, and, and like I said, every shift or every every crew will have their guy, right? Or or is it or is it a rotational thing? Like, I'm it, cooking, you're cleaning, that kind of thing. So, it's almost like a potluck dinner. Everybody has their best dishes. Right. I mean, you know who's going to cook breakfast. You know who's cooking. Everybody's got their specialty. Oh. Uh, we're laughing because we just shut smoker off. We're having smoked meatloaf tonight. Now, I'm going to tell you, that doesn't sound right. No, it sounds it's, amazing. It's gourmet, no, it right? Amazing. And, it's, and so... You're talking to a fat guy. Yeah, that sounds amazing. So, so Anthony's thrown out his best dish tonight with the the smoker because that's a big part of the life. But uh, we rotate. Cooking's great if you can cook because then you don't have to clean up. Right. You're right, the guys. But breakfast, uh, if you're not good at it, you don't get to go in the kitchen very much. Right, and right. 
firemen, I, I know firemen I've worked with over the years that literally started out in the firehouse cooking and went on to be chefs or got licenses, went to cooking schools. Right. Flew to New Orleans to take up Cajun cooking because we wanted to have, I mean, that's the kind of stuff the firehouse. Meal prep's a, a big deal, planning your day and your food. That's a yeah, absolutely. I, that's what I'm saying. I mean, you you walk, we walk, well walked in, and sure it was burning, but what they were cooking actually looked good on half the pan because they left the burner on the other half going because right? it covered up. So I, I think they could have ate half of the pan uh, and, and been all right. But so having those great meals, sitting down together uh, and discussing things, it's just like you know, uh, and, and being able to talk. It, that has to be a big part of being. Uh, first responding uh, kind of unit, whether it's police, fire, EMT, you know, whatever that all encompasses. I believe having somebody to talk to that knows exactly what you've, what you just maybe had seen or went through or experienced, that has to be a big help um, sitting around eating. Or is that something that just kind of not talked about like at dinner? No, I think, I I think it is. I mean, it's ironic that you were talking about your tour bus earlier. I'm sure at some point on the tour bus, you guys solved all the problems of the world. Absolutely. That's the fire station at mealtime. Or the coffee pot. <laughs> right. The coffee pot in the morning. Right. Everything, whether it's, you want to know how to fix the politics of this country? Ask the firemen <laughs> at the coffee pot in the morning, because they're going to tell you what's wrong with this country and how to fix it. Right? right, right. Everything from, if you're going through a divorce, I got firehouse lawyers. If your car's broke. Mario Andretti's mechanics over there right. laughing at us. Right. And that the coffee pot and the tables is where that comes up. I mean, that's the area where you, there are things you don't take home to your family ever. Right. Absolutely. But there is no filter here. In the firehouse, everything's in play, you know. Right. So. And and that's that's another big, big thing that people don't realize that, okay, whether you work a wreck, I've, I've, I've rolled up um, on an accident uh, and it was a fatality. I was the second person there. Um, and it was, we were getting back from vacation. I see a lot of smoke and I see it for whatever reason, uh, on I-29 by, by the airport, I see a dog running down the middle of the road and I'm like, that can't be good. And then we see the flames and stuff like that. And there's a, a truck that's on fire. Well, people are standing out around the truck and I'm like, so we pull up, everybody. Okay. You know, I'm just trying to help and cell phones and all that. They're like, yeah, but the guy in a Jeep came from that side, he was going northbound. We're going southbound. He came all the way through the median, through the the trees and everything right there, and jumped up into our lane and hit us, like sideswiped us. Well, he was in the two door jeep, and then he he tried to correct it, I think, and then he rolled down the hill. The dog was in the jeep. Right. It was it was his service dog. Okay. So my son jumps out. My wife jumps out of the car, and I'm like, ah, just stay over there, you know. Stay over there, and I walk to the edge of the road, and I can see the headlights of the Jeep. And I'm looking, and I'm looking, and uh, if you look straight down in front of me, you'll see a foot still in a shoe. And he looked. He was like, oh, my God. I said, there's no need in us going down there. Right. You know, I yelled down a few times, and there was nothing. And and, and then you hear the sirens, and, and everybody gets there. They're jumping and, and everything running. And sure enough, the guy, he 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 uh, had passed um but as we're driving home Hayden's like dad why didn't you why didn't we go down there and I said what I saw on the side of the road was enough that I don't need to see anything else because I'm not the guy I'm not that guy who can go home and sleep now you know because I'm gonna I'm gonna deal with this for a long time this is gonna be and 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 luckily you know I can talk about it now and it's you know I'm okay 
but the things that you guys have to see, especially on the ambulance and in in car wrecks and things like that, taking that home, you know, uh, is probably detrimental to your family, your home, your your family at home. You know what I mean? What, no, regardless, absolutely. Regardless, and people, but we don't see that. Um, as just normal citizens of the town, we just want to make sure that that truck, when it, when, when we need it, it's there right. or the ambulance, when we need it, it's there police, when we need them, it's there. We might bitch and complain about why do they need a new truck? What are they doing? Well, because it's protection, it's protection for everybody, but people don't see that. So, um, you know, I have a little bit more insight just because of, you know, be a public works guy and, and, right. and knowing a bunch of firemen and stuff. So, um, so, all right, man. Uh, well, listen, Bobby, I won't take any more time. We're going we're gonna to move on. So I want you to introduce the next gentleman that we're going to talk to. And, uh, yeah, I appreciate it. Perfect. I appreciate you having me on. So with me today is Captain John Hegarty. John's been here. Well, he's got about 15 years. years in the business, 11 years here. He runs one of the shifts for me, okay. um, runs the cruise and operates the fire station. All the day-to-day -day activities fall under john so that's who we brought along today all right awesome well listen uh again you can go home you can go eat whatever you want to do we'll uh i'll take up john's time now and uh you're free to go chief all right <laughs> I'll, uh... that has to be the uh, do you guys call him chief or is it you have to call, does he make you call him chief is it like uh you can't just be like hey bye i just it just wouldn't work yeah wouldn't it, work. It, it's hard to it's like People talk about Tate Stevens, and I struggle with when I saw your picture on the wall, Texas Roadhouse. I'm like, really? Okay, it's Harry Truman and and, and and Tate. I'm like, okay, look, I don't know who painted that, but based off how good he looks in the picture, they don't know him. You don't know him. First of all, he eats more dinner than that. I'm telling you by the picture, they took 30 pounds. Secondly, I know what he's done. I mean, yeah, you know what keeps us busy out here in Redneckville? It's that hold my beer and watch this. Absolutely. That's what, and, and, and Tate's an expert in that. All right. Well, listen, we're, uh, we moved on from uh, Chief Sperry. Uh, now we're talking to Captain uh, John. So you are... On the on a shift, you're the Correct. captain for the a shift, okay? Uh -huh. um, and today is your first day, so you got you get 48 hours of this, and then you get to go home for 96. Correct? Right. Okay. You started. Uh, well, you, have you been 15? Is that what you said? 15, 15 years? years experience. 15 years experience. Okay, maybe, so maybe a little more. Yeah. What made you? What when you were like, hmm, I think I'm gonna be a fireman. Well, I was a un I was a carpenter for probably 15 years, and then. I don't know. Sometime right before the recession, they started. I think we hit it. We hit it first as carpenters yeah. in the construction trade. But I just one day I was driving down the highway and a lady was going down the wrong side of the highway and I hit her head on, mm. and it was a bad deal. And a guy I went to high school with was the one that cut me out. And <clears throat> so I don't know. At that time, I got to talking to him, and it was the right timing. And I right. went and like. Like Chief said, went and signed up for the school. Actually, I was looking for a job for my my uh, girlfriend at the time. And I was like, well, here, you can do this. And right. I ended up, you know, like, I'm going to do that. Their yeah. hours are awesome, and I can yeah, do absolutely. side work and all this stuff. And so I ended up going to Fire Academy for, I think mine was a year, and then I did EMT. It was about three or four months, and then went on to paramedic, and that's the key to get into fire service is paramedic. Right. So, 
Because a lot of a lot of stations need you to be a paramedic, yeah. also, especially probably smaller ones, right? Yeah. Now the bigger ones probably just have dedicated or maybe not, but uh, uh, more dedicated uh, paramedics. Yeah, actually, because they have more people. The to fire run a service shift. in general is struggling with paramedics right now. There's just not an, there's not enough to go around. Right. Paramedics work in the hospitals. They work in right. fire departments. They work in EMS. All right, so 15 plus years ago, you were like, I want to be a fireman. Mm -hmm. This is, you know, my, the construction path is, is crumbling because of the economy. Right. You know, I need a job. Um, and then you're in a head-on collision. Mm -hmm. And then a buddy of yours that you went to high school with actually saves you or gets yep. you out of the car. Yep. And you're like, wow, that was pretty awesome. I mean, I'm probably not at the time. At the time, yeah. you're probably like, oh, my God, it was a life-changing moment. Right, yeah. yeah. So is that did that kind of, was that kind of one of those things that you were like, what he just did was amazing. Yep. And and I think I want to do that. Yep. So that was kind of the that moment where you're like, man, this is cool. I want to do that. Yeah. And I was, <clears throat> we didn't. You don't get into it for the. <clears throat> you don't get into it for the the money, obviously. Right. You get into it for other reasons because you want to help people. Some of some of them are adrenaline junkies, but sure, sure. Everybody has their reasons, but that was my reason, and I seen the need and was looking for a job at that time and so i got in and that happened to be the best move of my life i absolutely love it and we don't make a lot of money but right. it's totally worth it it's rewarding and and that was the other thing uh i was going to ask bobby but i'll ask you so obviously uh, helping people that's kind of what we all want to do we all want to help each other right right um you guys just get to do it on a bigger scale than most because you're there when times are really bad for people so you so here's the thing and i think people might might shy away from that hero word because a lot of people look at it as, um, well, if you're not, you know, saving a million lives and you're not doing this, you're not really a hero. But actually, you know, that is hero stuff. I mean, you are someone's hero for that day, even if it's for, you know, for saving a dog or for saving whatever or saving their house. Maybe their whole house didn't burn down because you guys got there. It was an easy one to work, so you got right to it. You know, you saved 90% of their house, just one corner burn up, you know, or whatever. Is that reward for you? Is that something that drives you um, it, to keep doing it or, or is it just? It is. Um, it? So even the smallest things, like you said, pets, I mean, I've come out with cats, dogs, and the expression on the people's faces is, I can't even describe it. Right down to phone book or i'm sorry like photographs albums yeah because <clears throat> things yeah. that are sentimental yeah. and here they thought they lost everything and this one thing you could get for them and right. it makes all the difference in the world all right so you go through the fire academy you had a year-long uh process yeah it was just short of a year I no think. was it every day or was it <clears throat> uh, it was a couple times a week okay yep. um and where did you start what was your first job uh i worked out in pettis county okay um and then I, I was there for four or five years before I came out here. And once I came here, I just loved it. I love the community, the royal or the rural areas. Right. It's a smaller community. You know, we maybe 40 square miles or something like that. But you're closer. The, the fire service is traditional, like you heard chiefs, yeah. chiefs say. Yeah. But it's even tighter here most of the time right oh, you're, you're closer to the admin side and your guys and so right. it's just it's a lot it's a lot better for there's, me there's not as many people in the way right right you know yeah you guys are you guys are basically the six of you or whatever that's your that's your family so yeah while you're here for the day yeah yeah and here here's something that 
worst worst thing, worst structure damage, worst damage. Let's just say damage. What is like? You're like, oh my gosh, this was horrendous. <clears throat> um, there's so many, and you talked about you know the things that we have to go home to before, um, but you know the things you've seen. We have to come back and eat dinner right afterwards a lot of times or breakfast. Um, probably the worst I've had is like chief was talking about where we lost a friend of ours and yeah. I, I was right behind him. And that was, that's probably the, been the hardest thing that I've had to deal with. Uh, as far as damage and stuff, probably see most of that on the highway. Oh yeah. Um, vehicles, vehicles are, are, that, yeah, that's, we have an interstate that goes through here. So when they wreck, they do it good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Move. whether it's rolling down the highway or somebody texting and driving and running into, you know, construction and 18 wheelers are stopped. Someone's texting and driving goes right under yeah. the 18 wheeler or the 18 wheeler goes into somebody else. And that's usually even worse. Yeah, you lose. Well, you hit one of those guys and you're, yeah. you're, it's, you're losing. You're losing that battle for sure. Okay, so um, we're... We're, we talked a little bit about food with Bobby because we all know he likes to eat. Um, so I, I've been eating good my whole life, and you can ask these guys. I eat a lot, but my whole life I've been like 170 pounds. Well, man, I, I wish, I wish, uh, I wish I could, I could uh, have that. Oh, is this the smoke? Is this the smoked meatloaf? Is that bacon? That is bacon. Holy! You can't go wrong with bacon. There's a bunch more where that come from. It's, uh, <laughs> that just looks good. All right. So food. We'll talk about food since he brought this. Um, golly. I'm going to have a bite of it in a second. So uh, what's, the best, what's the best food uh, in, in, in the house? What, who let's, uh, who we, makes the we best? Have, so we have. You can go ahead and call them out. Call them out. Call everybody else out. I'm cook. not the cook. I'm the cleaner. I clean. I do the dishes and stuff, and I'm not a cook at home. I just, they don't want me in the kitchen. Right. Anthony's by far the, probably the best. He, well, he cooks the most. That's who cooked that, and that's probably one of the best meals. But some of the other ones are very good at it, too. Right. So well, you we, think he, Anthony's, Anthony has it? Well, he's, I mean, I'll, as far as what I'll he say cooks. he is, but he cooks the most, too. So Okay. Yeah. All right. I mean, that's fair. Yeah. I mean, and there's a reason for that. Right, because you don't want him on the truck, so you you stay here and cook. Is that what it is? No, is that what? It is? He's he's a good he he he's a good cook. He's a good cook. He's like, well, they can't go anywhere because I drive. I don't. Yeah. I mean, that's how it works. It is it is a family. I mean, oh, you, yeah. you can see it. Even the guys standing behind the cameras and stuff, they're you know making faces and joking and taking pictures and all that. Um, it is a family for you guys, uh, and, and it has to be because of the kind of work you do. And you are here more than you, you pretty much almost as much or more than you are with your own family. They're, they uh, are family. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what's the best case scenario? Uh, best day for as a fireman. What's the best day? Uh, no calls or no serious calls. Right. No fighting. The weekends. Not there's less chores. Oh. Oh, okay. So we have a lot of chores, like who, chiefs. Who, who who picks chores? Who does that? Who, we sets, have, who sets chores up? So every day on our calendar, we have daily routines that we, on top of our dailies that we have to do, because like you said, there's cleaning every right. day. There's truck checks and all the stuff that you have to do. We come in and there's just basically a list full of things you know in the back of your head you have to, you do, have to do. But on top of that, you have weeklies and you have dailies, whether it's cleaning a mezzanine or bio room or the kitchen or bunk room right. or the admin side. Yeah. He don't clean his own shop? We do it for him. 
What kind of what kind of gig are you running here, man? Yeah. So that's the biggest thing with the fire services tradition. That's you ask. What? Uh, all right. So I get it. Explain to me how if I'm a new guy, I just uh -huh. got out of the academy. I uh, got an EMT, maybe even a paramedic also. So I went through, got my fire one and two, EMT, paramedic, I'm ready to go. I, I roll in, and I'm like, okay, I'm just a fireman, right? At you that get, point, we're you, just a fireman. You get to do dishes tonight. Right, <laughs> right. So, I mean, how, how do I move up to to be captain, to be chief? How does how do those progressions work? Is it is it strictly on your uh, ability and time on the job, or is there – is there testing? I, I mean, how does it work? Because I, I have no idea. All of the things you said, personality, how long, how you do with others, leadership, your time of service, your time with the department depends on policies, what the department has, right. different, you know, classes. There's lots of classes you have to do leadership skills and um, this there's fire officer, instructor stuff. There's so many things that you have to do to get that to that level and then once you get to that level then you have to t study 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 take an oral interview a written test right. and interview with the chief and the board and if i but as i come in like i said if i'm i'm just a fireman i come right out of school bang i'm here i am what's the next step probably making it through the we don't really do hazing type stuff anymore i mean there's a little bit of you know, sure. side stuff that goes on, but you know, getting along with the guys, yeah. fitting in as probably the peer stuff is a, a big, right, big part of it. Um, getting up and being willing to do things, not being lazy, um, yeah. is probably the first thing to advance. And then, of course, you know your skills and how how much you progress on school. And right. so, what's my next progression? Is it dry, do positional? I go to, yeah, positional position. So go to driving typically, or? you're either gonna you, most of the, most fire departments you're gonna start out in an ambulance. That's kind of where people go and they get some experience and time in because everybody wants to be on the fire truck and right. then they'll move to the back seat as a fire a line firefighter, and then there's different positions: driver, right, captain, lieutenant. Right, so that's how. So yeah. it starts. You usually start on an ambulance, and uh -huh. then move over to the if, fire truck. Yeah. If if you if they don't need anybody. Yeah, if it's an EMS fire, most of them are. Yeah. Yeah, and then, so what? How long is it? Is it a? Is it five years before I can start driving the truck? Well, typically, or is your that probationary train? time is a year. Okay. <clears throat> so once you get past that part, usually. Uh, most services are a year on the ambulance is what we, they like to say and then you can move to the fire truck and then once you get on the fire truck i mean people there's people and that will do that for five to ten years before they ever advance before they into, advance anywhere is is driver the next thing yeah so you fireman then driver and then there's a, a lot of jobs that go with you don't just drive and right it's there an, you go. <laughs> yeah you're you're an operator engine right. operator right so there's obviously that and then um who carries an axe uh, anybody goes in we have uh, the thing is is you don't go in without a tool so, so some people prefer there's a halligan right. which is a tool or an axe right so you, you go in with a tool who jumps up on the roof and punches holes well in the bit in our we do everything here because oh well yeah you got six guys yeah yeah so right so but like in a bigger city in a bigger city typically you're you have a truck guy okay and the truck guy that's yeah that's yeah. right that's what I, so as a truck guy then you're the guy that 
you're punching holes, right. breaking windows, doing the, you know, bragging, dragging fans and hoses and doing that right. kind of stuff. Yep. Right. So but out you, here, you guys we, have to do. We do everything. everything from climb up on the roofs to venting. As a captain, I'm first in, right. um, and is that's as if my chief's there, if if another officer's there. So you have a fire. Let's say, God forbid, we have a fire tonight. He's mm-hmm. at home. He, you, Bobby, you have to come, right? If there's a fire, if, if you're if you're not on vacation out of the country or whatever. So I'm trained to go to the scene, control the scene, whatever I need to do until another officer gets there. We have mutual aid. Other chiefs come from other departments, Belton, so South now, Metro. If it's your fire, are you in charge or are they in charge? I'm in charge until a higher officer okay, gets so, there. Okay, so if I'm the Belton chief and I get here, then I'm like, here, chief, this is I what pass, we got. I pass command to him. All right. Then, yep. And then you go to work. You do what you would normally do on a daily Correct. Day. And sometimes, depending on the situation, I may have to be command and attack hmm. or rescue or whatever it is. Right, right, So right. we work as a team really great out here because of everything that we have to do. Right. Um, we don't have the resources like Air, like Air Bells, but like you said, we have agreements with other surrounding apartments. Right. We go to theirs, they come to ours. Um, oh, cats. Uh, it's, it's for the... <laughs> So that's not good. I'm I'm allergic to you. Go away. We don't typically have cats. We usually they have dogs. But this cat came when we lost our friend the day after. Well, at the funeral, his buddies from Georgia, because he was in the service for ten years, came to South Metro, was Mm -hmm. part time with us for years. Well, his guys down in Georgia had a story about how they asked the chief if they could have this cat that they found. Well, they had it in their pocket, and the chief said, "No, no, no, no." So long story short. They kept the cat anyway. After the funeral of this story, we come back, did the whole gathering here in the bay, right. and this cat shows up, and it's a kitten. After this story, two days later, wow. this cat shows up, and we just couldn't. And now, if we leave the door open or something, I mean, it comes and go, co- goes, comes home, goes, we feed it every day. If we leave the front door open, it'll go in there and sit with Chief. Hmm. and that's that's uh yeah that's 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 good stuff right there that yeah it's, it gives you no chills ma- yeah sometimes. no matter what you believe if, yeah if that, that'll make you feel uh, a little different yeah. about it so and what's even weirder the one with the black tarp or you can't really see it the black cloth yeah um the cat when the cat came in it took to that locker and that's chuck's locker wow. it's, it's a whole it gets more way more yeah intense so, than yeah. that well listen uh, I appreciate your time. I'm not going to take it. You guys are, it's dinner time for you guys. I know you want to eat, obviously, in case something bad happens and you guys got to go without eating. When, when we start eating, that's when it happens. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. If you just sit out here, you guys won't be busy <laughs> right. at all. Uh, again, thank you. But what I was saying uh, right before the cat situation, I, I do a, a song on my show called uh, Ships That Don't Come In, and it is for the first responders. It is for the, the armed forces because you guys are the front line. You guys are the first in danger uh, when we're not. You know, uh, You're the reason we can sleep in peace at night and not have to worry. Uh, and, and I don't think first responders get enough attention for that. Um, you know, police, fire, EMTs. I don't think I don't think you guys do. Uh, so that's one of the reasons I want to come down here. And and not that our podcast is huge, but we we do. Uh, you know, we're we're growing, and uh, you know, plus I'm from here, so why not? This is fun, right? It's different. It's different for, and for we, us to see. And we love you. Yeah, man. So, um, well, I uh, John, I appreciate your time. Go eat. 
And uh, thank, thank you guys so much. Thank you for listening. Yep. Thank you for coming down. Yep, I appreciate it. All right, guys. Uh, yeah, that was awesome, dude. See, that's what happens. Uh, we got to do some stuff like this uh, again. Um, maybe at like, I don't know, what would be a good place to go? And, and you know, like, I don't know, McDonald's or something, you know, just so we can eat. Inter- interview the manager at McDonald's. <laughs> maybe get some free food there, too. <laughs> anyway, anyway. All right, guys, listen, uh, thanks for joining us this week. Uh, thanks for everybody at the West Peculiar Fire Protection uh, at the station here. Everybody was great. Uh, Chief Sperry, uh, Captain John. Here, here's the thing, guys. Make sure you think not only your heroes from from uh, the armed forces, but if you see a fireman, if you see an EMT, you see a police officer, thank them too. They're, they they do a great service for, for us uh, citizens of, of the community and everything like that. So make sure you're thanking them just as much. Uh, so, yeah, man. All right, AJ, this was a good one. Uh, we'll see you guys down the road. Make sure you subscribe. Like it. Subscribe. Leave, uh, leave it a, a, um, a review. Um, we, do we have any, any uh, questions or anything this week that we need to go over, or are we, we good? I don't think we have any new questions. Okay, no new questions. So, all right, um, leave a question. Let, reach out to us uh, and uh, on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, or wherever, our YouTube channel. Go, uh, go follow us everywhere you can follow us and listen to the Sweet Life Podcast. Uh, thank you, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Ain't this a sweet life? Hey, guys, thanks for listening. Want to ask a question for a future episode? Well, hit us up on Facebook or Twitter with hashtag Sweet Life Podcast. And be sure to give us a five-star rating and hit that subscribe button. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to stay up to date on the latest news and information for the Sweet Life Podcast. And we'll see you next time.